What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Midwest Hines Hunt Podcast. I'm your host, Braden Tolls. To my left, Colton Wallison. What's up, dude? Not much. Just been traveling. Traveling where? I was in Nashville uh, for its kind of trade show season for for our work. So, tis the season. Yeah. So I had the show. Luckily, got to hang out with some of my buddies um, that were at NWTF and saw some people out. Um, when SCI show is getting set up. I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, those shows are a fun time. Yes, they are. I want to go, uh, I think, Iowa Deer Classic is like March 3rd, 4th, and 5th, I want to say. Yep, next and weekend. I'd I'd love to go up there. Oh, for they'd, sure. They'd be some fucking giant deer. Mm-hmm. But we're doing part three. Part three. Sitka Series Gear Review, uh, Sub Alpine, and Open Country. Yeah, all the gear for your mountain hunting. Yeah, I mean, our opinions, which mean absolutely nothing in yes. what we think, but hey, we'll see what happens. So, I'm trying to think how we want to do this one, because, like, I feel like with the whitetail and the waterfowl, it's kind of, like, manageable, mm-hmm. like, between, like, different systems, you know, like, Fanatic and uh, Stratus and then waterfowl. But, dude, there are so many options, I feel like, for we, yeah, big game. Yeah, for your for your big game stuff, you almost have to have two systems because if you know if you're talking September elk hunting or September mule deer hunting, right? Or you talking late October, right? Like a rifle elk hunt. I mean, that's two different sets. Maybe I just sound quiet. I don't know, <laughs> but no, no. It, I definitely it definitely plays into when you're hunting, mm-hmm. what you're hunting, and honestly, where you're going. For us, I don't know what what would you say. What would you say your main? When are you going hunting? Main mainly for me out west is all September. Yep, me too. <clears throat> um, don't they have late season bow hunts? And I think in some states, I think in some states, mainly once you hit October, you're going to be rifle hunting. I know, like one, I know for sure. <clears throat> I know Utah. Utah mm-hmm. has like a late season bow hunt season whatever you want to call it um but yeah mainly for me you it's september right yeah so we're pretty much guys listening we're pretty much going to keep it just to what we're doing which it's warmer everything's green for the most part um yeah well we could call it this is what we would recommend for like bow hunting mule deer or elk yeah for sure um should we just do it the same way. Start with base layers and uh, go from there. Yeah, because I think this is kind of how we've built this series on having the most amount of things that'll transfer over into different styles of hunting. And dude, truth be told, I feel like the big game is going to be the hardest thing to not spend money on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like with, <clears throat> like we said, like with whitetail and waterfowl, especially around here, it's like. Okay, if you get cold or you get wet or something like something not ideal happens, mm-hmm. you go back to the truck, you go home. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a different story if you're 10, 12 miles in the back country and, well, it's a 12 mile hike out. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? You can't just hop in your truck, you know, walk a couple hundred yards and fix the problem. Yeah. And that's where I think. 
we you know I've been harping on this whole time about uh, Marino base layers. I think that's this is when it really comes into play is getting that because you're essentially working out. Yep, you're essentially working out, going for a hike, go, almost running sometimes. Yep. This is when you need that sweat getting off your body. Yep, and like I said in the last ones, I kind of mm. skimped on it. You know, I'm not here. No, I I got good base layers, and why I don't wear them for whitetail and waterfowl and her i don't know yeah. i just i honestly sure. just leave them in the freaking big game box uh-huh. and touch them when i need them but no what uh what's what's your go-to for base layers for this because they offer um obviously bottoms but yeah. talking like up top i know they got like long sleeve they got short sleeve i think mm. they even have like a qu- quarter zip in my yeah so they got a quarter zip i do the um yeah, the quarter zip top, lightweight. I do the lightweight merinos, top and bottom, but yeah. I do do the quarter zip on top. Okay, I do the lightweight bottoms. I do the lightweight long sleeve, mm-hmm. and then I don't think I have the zip. And I guess my whole argument on that is, is it really necessary? And like I said, I understand it's hard, like I said before, this is probably the hardest system to not spend money on because of all the shit you actually sure. do need. But for that, I feel like I don't need the quarter zip because I can just go to that heavyweight hoodie or I think the Apex hoodie they mm-hmm. used to have. I don't even know if they have that one anymore. But I feel like I can get away with just the lightweight bottoms and the lightweight long sleeve. Oh, for sure. Because, again, that my quarter zip basically is my next to skin layer up top. Like I don't like, that's my lightweight that you, you don't, you're not rocking anything under that. No. So, so, oh, okay, so okay. I run, I, I, I run the lightweight I Marinos, the lightweight Merino top and bottom. I was thinking you had like a long sleeve or short sleeve on under that. Okay. That makes sense. So if you want to go that route, guys, like if you, I don't know, a good example of where that would be handy. Let's say it's, it's warm. Mm-hmm. First, second week of September and it's 65, 70 degrees. Who sure. knows? Maybe even warmer. And let's say you're burning up, you want to unzip. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, what are your thoughts on just the short sleeve shirt? Because I I feel strong. I got a strong opinion about this. I just want to know how you feel. Um, I just I'm a big long sleeve guy. See, I the way I see it is, why do you need the short sleeve? Because if you get that hot and long sleeve or quarter zip, mm-hmm. just pull the fucking sleeves up, right? Yeah, hundred percent. It's like all that short sleeve is going to do is take room in, take room up in your pack, mm-hmm. and it's honestly a piece you don't need. Sure. Now, maybe if you don't want to wear the same shirt for 10 days straight, maybe mm-hmm. I kind of get it that way, but I don't know. Um, yeah, and see with the lightweight merinos, I've done it the longest I've ever worn them straight. And this is pretty much wearing them 24-7 to seven days. Yeah. And the merinos still weren't. It was they just started to. Kind of smell funky. Probably on that latter part. On, of the- on the last day, they just start because they're antimicrobial. So like it wasn't that. It was about day seven is when they got kind of kind of funky. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't really care. I guess kind of like you said, if you are sharing a tent with a guy that does start yep. to stink. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe he's a bad sweater. I don't know. Kind of honestly, it comes down to the guy. Because mm-hmm. right. I sweat. I, I I sweat a lot for sure. I'd say I sweat a lot. You know, I mean, I feel like anyone hiking that amount of miles in one mm-hmm. day and that warmer temperature, you're, you're going to sweat. Yeah. Plain as day. For sure. But 
once again, trying to save some guys some money. Are we going just lightweight bottoms and either quarter zip or long sleeve, just depending yeah. on which are? Yeah. Okay. Um, I know they offer it in a heavyweight. Mm-hmm. I stay away from that. Yeah, because cause I have that for the deer and the duck hunting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you really don't need it. You're not hiking 12 miles. You're not hiking it. No. Like, I don't try and move a whole lot when I have that heavy weight on because mm-hmm. it is really, like, yeah, nice. For sure. <clears throat> uh, Going on from your base layers, what uh, what's your mid-layer look like? So, my mid-layer, that's going to be straight into the ambient jacket. Really? Yep. Okay. Because that, it's very, like, I've got a black one, like the black solid one. Yep. I wore that in Nashville all last week just as mm-hmm. my like go to work yeah nice jacket it's not it's not super heavy and it does have the it'll kind of vent vent itself when it oh when, for sure when, when you're moving it'll vent itself then when you stop it kind of get uh, holds some heat sure um don't get me wrong they have like their sales pitch on and whatnot it don't get me wrong guys it is like it is like their newest jacket right mm-hmm. and but no it it is super breathable um i think it I don't know what to say. Wiccan's good. Like if it does get wet, it dries out pretty quick. Like yeah. it is, it's pretty, it's an all around jacket, right? Mm-hmm. I think the old version was like the mountain jacket. I think. No, they still make the mountain jacket. The mountain jacket. Are you sure? At the shell. Yeah. Cause I have one. Dude, I can't find it anymore. <clears throat> I was on there. Shit. Just a couple days ago. And I couldn't find the mountain jacket. Cause I know they got like the system builder on there and mm-hmm. I was just messing around with it. And like, it all like came up as like, all right, this is your outer layer or whatever. Tried clicking on it, nothing mm. came up. Couldn't find it, so I I didn't know if the ambient was like the mountain jacket revamped or no. Cause, what? Because the mountain jacket is just a shell. Like I've like well, I've showed you mm-hmm. my mountain jacket, and it's just a windproof uh, shell. I got you. So maybe I'm an idiot. <clears throat> more than likely. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of really from what I've been in. Other than like having a rain ja- rain suit in my pack, right? Like I'll have a lot. Uh, the lightest weight rain suit I can. Dew point? I don't remember what it's called. I'll have to pull it up. It probably keep is. Going, keep going. It probably is the dew points. Whatever the quiet one is. It's like the got the fleece on the outside. Um or the not 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 the fleece, but it's got like the quieter I th- I think the I think so I have I don't want to jump into rain jackets and shit just yet, but just for now. I have the dew point and also have the storm front. Um I don't know it however they say it, the Stormfront's definitely like a heavier rain jacket. Like not, they're guys for like the rain systems, they're not like warm. It's it's a shell. It's yeah. it's sole job is to keep you from getting wet. Mm-hmm. And I know they offer a handful of different ones and they have like different layering systems like thinnest and it goes up that way and just like that sure. thickness. But I know the dew mm-hmm. point is super thin and then my Stormfront one's just a little heavier. Sure. Um, but that's pretty much what I do. I carry, it depends if I'm on the later, like this year when we're going later, ha- later, ladder, the latter half of the I, month. I got gotcha. you. There you go. I'm good with words. <laughs> Not. <laughs> so since we're going so late this year, we're going last two weeks of season. Yep. I am bringing my puffy. Dude, I take a puffy no matter what. Yeah. I, I don't care. I, have to have a puffy in my pocket okay hang on no we're jumping shit i gotta count on you you said your mid layer is your ambient jacket yep okay my mid layer is my heavyweight hoodie okay so a little lighter yeah it's i guess if is it fair to say it kind of compares to like 
I guess, or like white tails around here would be like your fanatic hoodie in a sense, like not doing, it's just that like light material. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a quarter zip, has a hood. For sure. That type of deal. I wear that. So example, you get up to start hiking in the morning. I got on a long sleeve mm-hmm. and then that heavyweight hoodie. That's what I start in. I don't, I have the ambient, but I use it as like my most outer layer. Okay. But I just said, that's, that's my mid layer. I know you said ambience, your straight up go-to, mm-hmm. which nothing wrong with that. I just had to put in my two cents there. Oh, for sure. We're jumping to puffies. I got that down for insulation. Yeah. So I just, <clears throat> I have the Kelvin Aerolite. Yep. And so basically what I, what I would, I would do over the top of my ambient jacket, we're going mountain jacket. Okay. That's only if it's if it's cold. Usually, I get cold because it's uh, windy. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's not real windy, I can I can withstand pretty good. Yeah, with that ambient. But as soon as it's windy, dude, the and the wind up there is killer. Is it, it is. not? Like, it is. don't get me wrong. You, I feel like it's windy. Probably on the low side, like eighty percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Unless you, I don't know, you can catch those still warm days. But I feel like the the wind's always a factor. Oh, for sure. But yeah, so I'd rock that and I'm I'm really really big on not, like not taking off something to put something else on, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like my vinyl sure. harness or whatever. Sure. So like I kind of build it up to where like like my mountain jacket, I sized it up one so it can go all around me. It Smart. can it can go over the top of my even my bino harness and everything. So I don't have to take take it off. Yeah. But, but for the puffy, I do the Kelvin Aerolite. Dude, it's so nice. Yeah. I uh, I have, what was the one before that? I know that Kev, Kelvin Aerolite, that's like the new one. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I think they called it, I don't know. It's a puffy. Yeah. That's, I just call them all puffies. Yeah. I, I don't know the names. Okay. So do you always have a puffy in your pack or not? Um, <clears throat> I'd probably say 50-50, depending on how high we're going. So, and we'll look at the weather forecast and it's probably smart. Like here recently, mm-hmm. always have a puffy just in case like we get a storm roll in. For sure. Um, but there, there for a while, we didn't have to really hunt that far from the truck. Mm-hmm. Like we were always camping at the truck and then right. high hunting from there. Right. So it wasn't that big of a deal mm-hmm. to like <clears throat> at night, you know, Throw on the puffy when you, you know, right. you, you might not need right. it for a couple hours out there. Right. But now that we've been hunting, like, you know, kind of actually backpacking. Yeah. I definitely think about, think about that more of like the, like you're saying, you can't go, you know, you're not a hundred yards from the truck. No, no. And if you are, and I'm just, guys, I'm just using that. I'm not saying like 10, 12, 15 miles. Like, you know what I mean? There's guys who hunt a mile or two from the truck off the road, whatever the case may be. But pretty much for this elk game and mule deer game and everything pretty much like wyoming colorado especially there are other hunters you know it is not just you out there and a lot of guys try to get away from that and one of the first things that come into my mind are getting in and going sure hiking as not as far back as you possibly can but getting away from the crowds yeah, and when you when you do get in the back, you know, get far back there, then you, but you have to think of a whole nother list of items and in, in situations because 
it's not just you know it's it's yeah you know where a sprained ankle might not be that bad half mile from the truck but really bad sprained ankle five miles from the truck yeah if you can't if you if your ankle's fucked and you're 10 miles back Mm -hmm. that is going to be a chore getting out of there for sure and I wouldn't say it ruins a hunt, but it definitely puts a fucking damper on it, especially if it's worse than just like a sprained ankle. You know what I mean? 100%. But. 100%. I don't know. I I don't know. I just like having that puffy because I even watched, I actually watched a video a couple days ago and it was John Barclow again and he always has a puffy and I didn't know this, but like he says, like, let's say you're hiking and you're like five miles into a hike mm-hmm. and you just stop, take a break, uh, eat whatever whatever the case may be maybe you're glassing and you're you're sweating right you've you built up a built up a sweat he says he throws that puffy on and throws it on over his base layers and whatnot and it dries him i could see that he <clears throat> says it, I, it i'm sure it's a science behind all of it you know what i mean we're, yeah. we're not the scientists here at sitka but pretty much what i got from it is it pulls that moisture off your, off your body, off your, you know what I mean? It pulls it out, dries you quicker. So I was just like, man, I'm, I didn't know that, but I'm always just glad I have, I've always had a puffy in my pack. For sure. And don't get me wrong. I'm not in the mountains all the time. You know what I mean? Like I think our f- first time in the mountains was a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And the second time will be this September. So I'm the furthest thing from a professional, pretty much just, this is what I've had experience with. And sure. this is what we're going. What's your outer layer? My outer layer is that mountain jacket. That's like my shell to hold everything in. Is it always on, or when? When's your like? What do you? When do you like throwing that thing? So on? I I throw it on when it's windy. Okay. So like, because I can. It's norm- windstopper, right? Yeah. It's it. Yeah. It's just a shell. It's not waterproof. It's but it's water resistant, and it's just a good shell, like hundred percent windproof. It it just. You know, when it's super, super windy, you're losing a lot of, like, that's mainly when you're going to get cold up there is when okay. the wind is everything. Right, right. Yeah, so I run those, and I've had really good luck. Um, and I'll swap between, like, that kind of deals. And I've had it where I've messed around with some different insulation or whatever, but this right. just works for me because I do run hot. I, I don't have to wear as, like, a bigger dude. I don't have to wear as much as other people would in the situation. Right. Cause if I'm moving, I'm most of the time, I mean, even in Idaho this past fall, it was like 28 degrees, 29 degrees. And I was in my base layer. Sure. Up a hill. Cause like, sure. yeah, like I was sweating. <laughs> yep. Um, something we did skip over pants, pants. This is where I was going to ask you. So okay. I have an, one of the old mountain pants. Yep. And <clears throat> I need it. They're, they're great. What's what's your go to pant? Because I'm that's one thing I'm probably gonna pick. Like I'm good on clothes for my trip this year. Yep. One thing I do want to pick up is a different pair of pants. So when it comes to pants, I run. I have two pairs in my pack. Well, not two pairs in my pack. I got one pair on, and I got an extra pair in my pack. Um, the ones I I start out in and where most of the time are the Timberline pants. Okay. And. The ones in the pack are the Apex pant. So the Apex pant, they're uh, super lightweight. Yeah, they? they're super lightweight. They're super quiet. Um, yeah, but the ones I'm wearing are the Timberlines, and they're the ones that got like the, me- the knee pads. Yeah, well, 
They they all have knee pads in them. Like the gray knees. Yeah, the gray. Yes, on the butt and Those the knees. Those are the same ones I have. Then. Yes, okay. I've, I've got I've got the Timberlines. You yeah. know what I mean. The, I just I just go between the Timberlines and the Apex. Sure. I've heard really good things about the uh, Traverse pants. They're a lighter weight pants too. My buddy actually around here <clears> he <throat> he turkey hunts in them. Mm-hmm. And he's just said they're they're super lightweight. Hmm. Sure. But no, I love those uh, Timberline pants. And the whole time I thought they were called mountain pants. Uh, <laughs> okay, moving on. I think a big big mistake a lot of whitetail guys mm-hmm. get into when they go to the mountains. And we did this for the first years and years and years up there. Where, well, for us, we're really worried about all the scent blocker. I mean, there's companies out there that have boosts, portable boosts that just get the ozone or scent, whatever out of it. That's how, like, anal whitetail guys are about it, and they try and bring that to the mountains. Dude. Well, I'm sorry, but if you're even three days in on a hunt, you're going to stink. Dude, even if you're just, like, one of those day guys, like, you're going to sweat. Your odor is going to, like, leave your body. You know what I mean? Like, and an elk's nose is just as freaking good as a whitetail, if you ask me. Like, dude, they are... The sole job of an elk or mule deer is stay alive. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, they are that aware of their surroundings, and they're going to fucking smell you if you're not hunting them right. We've had a, we've, we've been trying to push in on, we've been trying to push in on a set of, um, on a herd that had a couple bulls in it. Mm -hmm. So we were coming up on them from the bottom side, first, first crack at light, and they were doing exactly what, highly pressured bulls do yeah they as soon as the sun comes up they stop talking and i I mean i'm talking within 10 minutes of shooting light just shut up yeah and but we knew where he was he messed up enough where we knew exactly where he was we came in from the bottom side and showing you how important scent is what time of day was this what are Uh, what are thermals doing thermals are are, uh, coming down the mountain Cause it's still cool. Okay. But then that, this is what I'm getting into. So we're coming up the mount. We're coming, we're trying to come at him from below, but he's got so many cow. He's on the top of this little group. They're bedded down. He's at the top. And basically there, no, they weren't bedded down. He was just like, they're just kind of hanging out. So this feeding. is decently freaking early than if those thermals are still coming down. Yes. And so I'm talking like we got on him. Yeah. He's quick yeah. because it does not take long. I feel like for thermals to start going up. Nope. And so exactly the minute we felt that temperature rise, yeah, we sprinted down the mountain because we didn't want to, we ended up killing this bull, but we did not want to blow them out of there. No. So the minute thermal started coming up, we sprinted down. I mean, just that basically a run down the mountain, got all the way around. And then, then once thermals were coming, um, thermals were still coming up. We got in from him, uh, that afternoon, um, it took us about five hours to get around and no doubt. Yeah. But I don't doubt it, but that's, that's really important is playing thermals. I mean, we didn't have any scent blocker on or anything like no. that, but, but we playing the thermals, playing the wind and actually worked out in our favor. Dude, and that's huge out there. I feel like, like you said, a lot of mistake, they try to control their scent out there. You're not, no. you gotta <clears throat> work with the wind. Yep. You gotta work with the thermals. And there's not a lot of guys out there killing bulls. You know what I mean? There are, but there isn't. Yep. Like, 
I heard a stat that 95% of the, the elk or 5% of the elk hunters kill 95% of the elk. Yeah. And I've, I've heard <clears throat> the same damn thing and it's, it takes some time to fucking do. Like you got to learn, man. Every time you're out there, you're learning something, you know? Uh, oh, hundred percent. We're, we're getting off topic here. Which one do you like better? I'd probably like the dew point better just cause it's lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think you can go wrong with either one. Yeah, so we've got more snow when we, we've been out there before. And snows, it just, it depends on what snows like, what type of snows coming down. But I've only had to throw, <clears throat> like on a, in snow. That's why I like that mountain jacket so much. Because mm-hmm. one, it'll keep me keep me warm when it's real windy, like really really windy. And then if it's a light snow, sure, or even a heavy snow, but as long as it, if it's a dry snow, right, I can just keep rushing it off for sure. No, I don't think you can go wrong with either one. Yeah, honestly, um, probably should have done this from the beginning, but they offer it in two patterns: uh-huh. subalpine, yep, and open country. I uh, I think that's a. I love both of them. I think that's a that's situational. So I run subalpine. Let's break it. Let's break it down. So I run subalpine just for the fact that I'm elk hunting. Very rarely do I get over eleven, ten, eleven thousand feet. Mm-hmm. Like we'll we'll flirt with ten thousand feet sometimes if the bulls are up high. Yep. But another reason I like to go turkey hunting, and so I got subalpine for archery deer hunting. Yep. Elk hunting and turkey hunting. So I wear. So I, I think it's a really versatile three season. Oh, pattern. definitely. If <clears throat> around here, guys, if you're looking to get it for turkeys, subalpine's the way to go. No doubt, dude. Everything's green in the mountain game. Definitely, I'd say September elk. You definitely need subalpine. What do you say when it comes to mule deer? Are you is it still subalpine? I think it's still subalpine, except for if you kick. I know a lot of mule deer hunters that are really high. Yeah, like in September, like like eleven, twelve thousand feet. See, and that's what we were at the, <clears throat> the trailhead. It was a mule deer hunt. Trailhead was like nine something. Mm-hmm. We were up ten, eleven. I think we we're pushing on twelve. If you're up in the rocks or definitely sheep hunting. See, that's yeah. what that's what I wanted to say. Like, dude, I feel like your open country is like your goat hunts. Yes. Your sheep. Yep. Um now it works great like out in the desert. Yeah, so that if, too. So no, if you're definitely. Like desert elk or de- desert muleys. Definitely. Oh, uh, that like a Nevada guy yeah. in Arizona, that'd be great. For sure. What about late season elk? Like if you dealing with snow. For sure. Are you better off going the open country route? Then that sub, you probably would be just because you're gonna. It's gonna, it's a lighter, more. It's open more grays, pattern. more whites. Yep. You know what I mean in that pattern. I think you would be, but I mean, guys, it's totally a situational thing. Yep. Like sub alpine, like it's in the name, below tree line. Yep. Literally, what it means. So your dark, you know, your green dark forest, um, bushes. Think of that. There, don't get me wrong. There are small like openings and whatnot below trees, but. For the most part, everything's green. Yep. And then open country, it's above. Everything's peaks, ridges, rock. It's gray. So just depending on what you're doing and where you're going, what time of year, that type of thing. Make the choice yourself. You should probably know that. You know what I mean? But jumping off of that, Sitka does offer a lot of quote-unquote accessories. Yes. Especially for... Big game hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
first thing I got here, I kind of made a note. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to like deep dive into a pack on this. Sure, uh, that is totally. There's probably better guys to listen to than us for that. Yeah, and I'm not a big, <laughs> I'm not very experienced on that. But I'm going general accessories on this, and one of the first things that pop into my mind is a uh, bino harness. Yes. What kind of bino harness do you run? I run the Sika. The sick of my, and I love I I've had, you like it yeah I've had nothing but good luck with it see I had one and I returned it really just because I don't know maybe it's a body type thing like thinking mm-hmm. about it it probably fits you a lot better than it does me because for me I feel like it was too too wide too wide yeah sure. and like the side pockets I guess I don't know was too much like and I think I just like the more compact smaller. Sure. Especially for my body type, you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, I took the, on the, on the sick of bino harness, I took the right accessory pouch out, the right, they call them ammo pouches, whatever. I took yeah. that off because they're removable. I didn't even know they could come <clears throat> apart. Yeah. So they're removable. Okay. And two reasons. I, I like the more room when I'm drawing a bow and then, um, it kind of shoulders a little better for me. For sure. With, without it there. So on your right side. Yeah. That pocket's off. Yes. But then also, I run a gunfighter holster. What is that? On my chest. So that's the oh, chest. Oh, okay. So it, that, and I run it underneath. That's what I do. The bino hearts. And the way you can set it up with your arm, basically, what hole you stick your arm through. hmm I've got it. I'm not flexible enough to get to do a... a like a 12 o'clock draw, like okay. to draw it straight out. So right. with, with it being behind, I've got my 10 mil. It's out of 45 pretty much is what you're saying. Yeah. I, I draw my, I, and it's a Kydex holster locks it in or whatever. Yep. I, I've, I've fallen down a hill before and it stays in there. Like the hard shell, everything's yes. covered, but I guess the grip of it. Yeah. So I, I can come in from the side, mm-hmm. basically on my side peck and pull it out for sure. And I've got easy access to it right there. Yep. Um, On that uh, marsupial, I actually bought one of their like, gun holsters and not talking shit none of those things i just hated how it hung sure it was almost like i wouldn't say it was it wasn't like too low it was just like i didn't like where it was sure i'd rather have it like you're saying behind your bino harness at like that 45 yep easy to it's still easy to get to and this just is 100 percent personal preference but we've ran into hikers out there and a couple times, like it just it the situations went a lot easier when because you could tell they were nervous when they saw the guns the first time. Like you could tell, like sure, because basically it, it just it happened. We're in some really thick timber. We pop like basically scared them because uh-huh. we, we came four yeah. guys. Four guys came popping out of the woods. We all had guns on and bows, and they were like freaking out. And so I, that's one of the reasons, not not the reason, right? Just, no, just it, a happy no, benefit. Right, right, right. Just a happy benefit that, like, there's one place we do hunt that you've, like, basically the trailhead's in a neighborhood, and you have to hike about a half a mile to get back into the BLM ground, so you're dealing with bikers. Dude, and, I hate that shit. Yeah, hikers. It's really good elk hunting. Dude, there was a time we came we came down from, like, 11.5 and back to the trail, which was, like, 9-something, and, dude, we're tired. We're sweating our asses off, like getting towards the end of the day and these it's colorado so these you could just tell dude stoners sure and like hey man what's up and i'm just like i am not in the fucking mood for you <laughs> right now man leave me alone get away from me i'm like why are you here sure you know it, it is what am i trying it's annoying it's sure 
dealing with hikers, but everyone is allowed to be out there. Yeah, if we, it's we, hiking or biking or hunting. I, I think it's great because as much as I hate dealing with like a biker that's going to ruin your stock. Yeah. Um, if you're that close to a trail, but everyone pays taxes on it. You use your land. That's your land. You got to keep an open mind on it. Sure. It, they have just as much right to be there if as much as you do. Yep. I don't know. We're going off on tangents here, but okay. So you said you do run the, I don't know what they call it. Probably Sitka. It, it's just Sitka Bino Harness. Bino Harness. Yeah. Yep. I run that. Um, I do have the left accessory pocket and then I have um, um, the main one for my binoculars. Perfect. 10 by 42? 10 by 42. I run the SIG kilos that are the range finding binoculars. Oh, fuck me. I don't. And that's how, that's how, I, that's how <laughs> I get away with not needing an extra pouch. Nothing wrong with that. Yep. All right. Uh, I know they offer gators. Yep. Sitka does. What do you run? I have a pair of gators. Through them? Through them. And it's nothing on the Sitka gators because every gator I've ever tried on is like this. It sounds like you're wearing like 90s wind, wind jumper suits. I just, I don't know. I, maybe my feet walk too close together. But like, I can't get, I can't get over the noise that they make. So unless we're walking through, there's one area that I can think of that has got a lot of jumping cactus. Mm -hmm. I'll wear it during <clears throat> that area with the jumping cactus or unless it's raining, I don't throw them on. See, and now I'm the same way and you don't have them on all the time. Yeah. It is pretty much for wet situations. I feel like, yep. uh, if some, if you're walking through some stuff that's going to stick you, mm -hmm. that type of thing, it's just got to have it in your pack. For sure. And I run the Peaks. Okay. I had a pair of the Sitka ones. Once again, I just, I wasn't a fan of them. I don't know. Sure. And not, not like knocking them. Like you said, do that buying a harness works great for you. If the Sitka ones work great for you, do more power to you. If not, check something else out. But yeah, um, you're going to have to spend some money on the right and the proper gear and the good gear for this, or else you're going to be miserable. Is that for fair? sure. Is that fair? Oh, for sure. Um, what else do I got in here for accessories? I want to jump into Uh, a big one packs packs. I'm currently packless. So I'm going to make my decision. Ooh. I'm going to make my decision this summer. I, I, I what's, what's going through your mind. I'm looking at either the Kafaru, um, hoodlum, Looking at the Kafari Hoodlum, I'm looking at the Sika 6200. Okay. That's 6,000, I think. And one of the Stone Glacier packs, but I'm not sure quite yet. Have you looked into those Sitka packs at all? Because I've heard good things and I've heard bad things. Yeah, I, no, I, I've looked into them. I really like the price point. Yeah. And I, I've, I've heard some great things about them. For sure. So I might, I'm going to give that a serious run. How many days do you plan on being out? Like um, Normally what we do... So we basically will like, if you want to call it a spike camp, we'll basically go out. But if we're sure. not, if we're not on elk in three, four days, since we're limited, I'm not, I don't live in Colorado. We're on a limited time. Yep. If we're not on elk in three, four days, like not seriously on them, or if we feel like it's a bad area, we're not afraid to pull out three days in. Like we've got three dots on a map. Yeah. That area areas we're going to hunt plan a, B, C, D and so on. Yep. And so I don't, we, we very rarely are we ever in like 
a 10 day deal. Like, like sure. I would say five to seven is what we're like really gearing towards probably that seven day mark. Like that would be worst case scenario. And uh, we kind of got the same plan, you know, like the pack I got can do 10 days. Yeah. It will do it. But if you can only do three or four, like, you know what I mean? It can do, yeah. it just, it's kind of what your plan is. You know, if spot A works out great and you think you can do your entire hunt from there, great. Mm-hmm. If you got to move locations and whatnot, it's easy to come back, refuel your pack with anything from the truck, you know, that type sure. of thing. But no, uh, I don't know. I'll be interested to see what you pick up. For sure. I'll let you, I'll give you my sales pitch on Stone Glacier after after the podcast. But uh, going from there, um, just little things I got here. Uh, here's one I'm curious about. Bowsling. Uh, I know all the positives about bowslings. I don't run one. It just seems like one extra thing you got to take off. Agreed. At the last minute. The, uh, the only thing for me that I think, and I guess it, bowslings probably the wrong word because I don't need the sling itself. Maybe just something to go over the cams and the strings. Sure. Because if you fuck those up, yeah, you're done. I'm not the guy that has an extra bow sitting in the truck. No. I'm not. But I don't know. I'm kind of flirting with that one. I probably should. Just something I can throw on there. I don't even know who makes just a cam and string cover. Uh-huh. Have to look into that. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I won't. I didn't have a problem with it last time. Perfect. So. Who knows? Uh, that kind of covers it. That really does because boots is all personal preference, and that would be a rabbit hole for a podcast itself. And like it would, I would just say pick whatever is comfortable for you. Yeah. Um. What is uh? What's your current go to? Crispy Colorados. Okay. Yep. I got. Oh, I don't got. I ran the crispy. Uh, the Thors. Mm-hmm. Hated them. They were bad. I bet they were real stiff, weren't they? They did. They had a four flex, I want to say, in them. It was a pretty stiff boot, and uh-huh. it sucked. See, I really like the crispy Colorados. Man, I pheasant hunt in them, elk hunt, yep. early season whitetail, and they they feel like you're walking on a cloud. Like, I really like them. And the ones I just picked up are the, uh, wow, drawing a blank here, the... Uh, Idaho's. That's yep. what they, the Idaho GTXs, mm-hmm. and they're a three flex. And dude, they're that same thing. Walking on a cloud. I've worn them the past few uh, upland hunts we've done. I just wear them on the weekends pretty much everywhere, mm-hmm. and I love them. For and sure, it is just night and day difference. And guys, my biggest advice on that is go somewhere where you can try these on. Um, if you got a shields around you. It's a great place to go, not just for boots, but Sitka itself. Like they're, sure. they're a big carrier of it. Uh, they got, I think, just about everything. Mm-hmm. They really do. Um, good place to try on the pants, jackets, all that shit. And ex- yeah, well, like a one-stop shop. Yeah, exactly. And boots, they got just because like Crispy's like one of your biggest names, you'd say, right? Mm-hmm. There's other companies out there that make. Just as good at boots, if not better. Just, it's a personal preference thing at that it point. Is. Try them on, wear them, and just make sure they fit. Because mm-hmm. if they don't, they will ruin your fucking day. Oh, 100%. 
other than that, like I said, I don't want to deep dive into what's going in a pack and whatnot. No, that's the whole nother. I just kind of wanted to give them what we're going with. For sure. Um, do I need to run through it again? I don't think so. No, I think we pretty well did it. I mean, a lot of things transfer over good base layers. Yeah. Then, then you do it in like an active, like a breathable, breathable mid layer. And then something to stop the wind. And that's yeah. really, you'll be good with that. And a puffy. Yep. I love and puffies. And a puffy. <laughs> no. Um, guys, other than that, really, like I said, it comes down to what works for you. You want to be prepared for this kind of hunt. You don't want to shorthand it. You want to make sure you're good to go when it comes to it. Um, so, yeah, don't wear your whitetail gear in September in Colorado on an elk hunt. It'd be it, pretty hot. It'll suck. Yeah, it'd be pretty hot. All right. Anything else you got? That sounds good. All right, guys. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Midwest Heinz Hunt Podcast. We will catch you next week. No doubt about it. Colton, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Let's do it. All right, guys. See you.